Hey, Sam, I'm okay. I got this. Would you guys like to hear me and Sam do a little, little flow, freestyle? Huh? Whoa. You guys want to hear something? Okay. Sam's going to go first. What's up? What's up? Good morning. How are you? Missed you too. You feel good about yourself? That's good because God feels really good about you. Yeah. So, wow, it's always so good to be here. Uh, my lovely wife, Ashley. This is, this is kind of a date for us. The kids are at home with a babysitter, so... I get to, to do what I love, preach, and I get to be with a woman that I love on a hot date. Isn't that amazing? So there's just something special when you have kids with you, and there's something special when you don't have kids with you. So we welcome it both. Listen, I just want to jump right in. Um, I want to read to you kind of where I'm going this morning and what I feel like the Lord wants to do. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to be really powerful especially if you open up your heart and, and receive from a place of honor. That's just always a principle that works. So this is what the Lord kind of showed me in prayer uh, regarding what he was wanting to do this morning. The title of the message is called The Resting Place of His Love. The Resting Place of His Love. There will be a grace for the healing of trauma especially caused by unresolved disappointment, which is a huge cause of trauma. Trauma is not just caused by losing a loved one, as bad as that is. It's not just caused by being in an accident. Disappointment. Trauma is a shock to the system. Disappointment is a shock when you don't receive what you expected to receive. I'm so shocked. Unmet disappointment causes trauma. And when you don't deal with it in the love of God, it will fester. So unresolved uh, disappointment is a huge cause of trauma. As a result, bodies will also be healed. Many of us have set out to conquer our dreams, only to find ourselves facing tremendous opposition as things come against us, both on the inside especially and on the outside. People have gone after their dreams, but have lost heart because of the storms and troubles associated with change. In other words, these things are inevitable. It's about perspective at the end of the day. I want to revive souls. This was what the Lord was saying to me. I want to revive souls in the room to be able to fight from a place of rest, which is my love. Remember how Paul said, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Not even circumstances. I want to revive souls in the room to be able to fight from a place of rest, which is my love. My love is the promised land. We're going to look into the story of Joshua. It's powerful. The land flowing with milk and honey is the land of love. It's the love of God. It's the, it's the fulfillment and the satisfaction and the pleasure that comes from his love that casts out all the fear. I saw people weeping as their hearts were being revived by the love of God. I saw the spirit of fear being broken off of people 
or have been in agreement with it for too long. I saw heavy burdens and depression melting away in the loving presence of God. I also have a prayer that he gave me. Uh, it would be called a crafted prayer. Crafted, crafted prayer. <laughs> For those of you who don't understand what I just said. And when I wrote this prayer, I was actually at the beach. I was busy studying at the beach. And uh, I was crying as I wrote this prayer on the beach. I was under my umbrella. Nobody saw me crying. <laughs> but it was such a powerful thing where he had me imagine you know, it says, all that you can ask or imagine. Imagine, to imagine is to, to picture a preferred image or to picture a preferred future of how God sees it or knows it to be. That's your imagination. So he had me see myself, see with the eyes of my heart. And as he showed me, what happens is your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between past and future. It knows now. That's why you can sit in a movie and watch an action movie and your adrenaline starts kicking in as if something's really happening to you, but it's not. But this is part of how you renew the subconscious mind. The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, it's the subconscious mind that the Bible's talking about. And so when I close my eyes in partnership with who God says I am and what God says I would do, I could feel the love of God for me which brought and brings healing. So we're going to go through that prayer a little bit later. Is that cool? Yes. <laughs> Woo, Jesus, I thank you. This is how we fight our battles. This is how you fight our battles. From a place of love. From a place of rest. There's no condemnation ever, even when we skip a beat or when we relapse back to an old way of doing things, an old pattern. I thank you for your presence that's in this room in a powerful way, in a tangible way. I thank you for quickening our senses, Holy Spirit, awakening things on the inside of us that have been dormant because of disappointment. I thank you for healing bitterness and offense and unforgiveness and suspicion and judgment. I thank you for healing physical bodies in this room as a result of that. Put your hand on your heart quickly. I thank you that your love is absolutely perfect. And I cannot mess up what is perfect. I allow myself, say this, say, I allow myself to receive perfect love. He made me worthy to receive perfect love. Amen. Are you trying to take a picture of me? Is that why you're standing? You want me to stop walking back and forth? <laughs> uh, okay, Joshua 1.9, quickly. I'm just going to paraphrase a lot of this stuff because I've got to get to, I've got a lot to say in, in a little time and I want to do a little exper- uh, experiential thing. Um, so ideally, Joshua 1.9. Oh, cool, look at that. They got the scriptures over there now. Moving on up. Hey, Sam, I like it. Fancy. Uh, This is my command, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The reason he says do not be, uh, the reason he says be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or discouraged, is because he knows that what's about to happen, Joshua is about to do the impossible, he's being summoned to walk in his destiny, and he knows that every time you 
you conquer the land that was already given to you, you are going to be tempted to be discouraged and to be afraid. That's why he gives him a heads up. But he says the way you're going to overcome discouragement and fear when it comes against you is by knowing that I am with you. Well, the Bible says God is love. You guys didn't know that. Nobody said love. So subconsciously, what happens is that when we go through something, we feel alone, we feel misunderstood, we feel isolated, we feel separated. That's really what's happening on a subconscious level, and it's influencing my conscious actions and my conscious behavior is what's happening. So he's saying to Joshua, this is how you're going to overcome discouragement, fear, is by knowing that I am with you. It didn't say this is how you're going to overcome discouragement and fear by seeing the breakthrough that you need. It didn't say that this is how you're going to be courageous and not afraid by getting what you want when you want it. You see, the point is is that he is the promised land. There's no greater promise than the promise of God himself. So he's preparing Joshua, yes, to conquer the land of Canaan, the land flowing with milk and honey. Yes, he's doing all of that, but he's actually preparing Joshua to know God in a deeper way. Think about that for a second. So that's how he starts it off. He says, I command you. This is not an option. (laughs) He's like, Joshua, you don't have an option to be afraid or discouraged. Why? Because you have all that's needed to not be afraid or discouraged. So the change now needs to come on my end. Ultimately. Does that make sense? Okay, so Joshua is basically on his way to conquer a land that apparently was already given to him. And this is the tension of now and not yet. If you look in the Old Testament, he says, I have given you this land, now go and conquer it. But didn't you give it to me? Why do I need to conquer it if you gave it to me? You're confusing. (laughs) Didn't you give it to me? Right? In the New Covenant, you see Paul say things like, you are complete in Christ. Then the same guy says, now work out your salvation. What is it? It's both. But it's, it's the posture from which we conquer. It's the posture from which we pursue, from which we approach. Do I believe that despite my circumstances in the natural, do I believe that this land that I'm going after is already being given to me? Do I believe that in spite of whatever my struggle is, whatever that pet sin is that we struggle with that we shouldn't be because we don't have to, hello, do I believe that he says I am complete in Christ, but so now I live and I speak and I think accordingly? That's faith. Faith says, you gave me this land. This land could be, what's your dreams? What are you dreaming about? Somebody throw something at me quickly. What are you dreaming about? Music. What about music? Psalmist to your generation. God has already made you a psalmist to your generation. When I see that with the eyes of my heart, because that's God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit. Spirit is not seen in the natural. 
You see, we approach this from a Western mindset. These people were possessed by seeing in spirit. They were possessed by meditation. That's why he tells Joshua, meditate. Give yourself extensively to the regurgitation, to the, to the development of a thought, to the development of a truth on the inside. He's basically telling um, Joshua, be possessed by what I showed you, by what I said to you, starting from the inside out. Because Christianity is not a hobby. It's an obsession. It's an obsession. And the only way it works is if I'm obsessed about him. And the only way I can be obsessed about him is if I believe that he's obsessed about me. So, I'm going to skip a bunch of this. Let me just see. He commands him to take possession of what's already his. I'm completing Christ, but I'm working out my salvation. Everything I am doing now is because I believe. I'm doing it from a conviction. I'm doing it from something. Now, when something comes my way, when, not if, but when something comes my way, it's now simply a reminder, and um, I feel strengthened because you're not supposed to. I know you're supposed to be in my way, but you're not supposed to be in my way because this is already mine. It gives me strength. Does that make sense? It doesn't catch me off guard. It doesn't surprise me as if nothing should ever happen to me in this world, as if I should never have any troubles in this world. No, instead, I feel encouraged. Why? Because the land, this is my land. Uh Uh-uh, you don't believe what I just said. This is my land. And the devil's like, yeah, but no, it's not. Because he's led by what's temporal. He's full. His mind, Jesus rebukes Peter and he says, your mind is full of the things of man, not the things of God. What is your mind full of? The things of God. All that you can ask or even imagine. To believe is to imagine. To believe, to continue to believe is to continue to imagine. We imagine every day, all day long. We have a certain outcome. We have a certain image in our mind. That's a negative version of believing. God sees what's going on here. This is exciting. So to believe is to not condemn myself because I forgot to see what he sees. It's not to beat myself up. It's to remind myself I'm busy conquering what's already mine. I see what you see. I believe. And what happens is my subconscious mind from a scientific point of view, is literally being renewed. This is when transformation comes. I am a different person today than I was three months ago. And that's kind of been the story for the last 15 years, actually. And every transition, it's painful. Because change is painful. So Joshua called together the tribes. God says to him, go, you're going to conquer this land. You're going to take this land that I already gave you. So Joshua was encouraged. And in verse 12, um, actually pick it up in verse 13. Remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you a place of rest. The Lord is giving you a place of rest. He has given you this land. Your wives, your children, your livestock may remain here in the land assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan River, but your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer 
their territory. Stop waiting for God. Go and conquer. I had two amens. You don't have to wait for your life to be changed. Change your life. No, I'm not convinced. I'm very serious. There's this like weird subconscious comfortableness that we come in week in and week out and we expect all of this change and then when change doesn't happen, we hold God hostage as if he's to blame. It is, it's the most nonsensical thing on the planet. When he said to you, I've given you something, go get it. You need to hold yourself hostage. You need to check yourself, not God. It's true. Go change your life. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> you are completing Christ. Start living that way. Start thinking that way. Start speaking that way. This is, we live by faith, not by sight. This is who I am. I'm confident. I'm strong. I'm wise. I'm wealthy. No, you're not. Shut up. The land I've given you, he says, have these strong warriors. Help them conquer their territory. We ought to help each other. I'm helping you. Stay with them until the Lord gives them rest as he has given you rest. I love that. Stay with them as the Lord gives you rest as he has given them rest. I'm going to come back to that thought. Go to chapter 5 of Joshua. The Lord is now, they cross the Jordan River, the water opens up, it's amazing, they cross through, they're right in the Jordan, and now on this side in the promised land, there's an entire generation of men, uh, well let me say it like this, there was an entire generation of men in the wilderness that didn't make it into the promised land, they all died, done. And as they get into the promised land, God gives Joshua orders, yo, get some flint knives and circumcise all of them boys. All of them were circumcised. It says. And so what began to happen is he says, circumcise them because circumcision was a sign of an establishment of a covenant. You see it with Abraham, the circumcision that happened. They actually named the valley where they were circumcised, Valley of Foreskins, which I think is pretty funny. So it's like, mm, where did you go hiking today? You know, into Valley of Foreskins. That's where we went hiking. We've got some great trails over there. Oh, come on. Lighten up. So spiritual. <laughs> so he, he, can you imagine? You know, everybody had to jump in. Joshua was not the only one that circumcised all these boys. Like auntie so-and-so, grandma so-and-so, you know, sisters had to jump in, grab a flint knife, and circumcise a brother. That's what went down. And then something fascinating, it says, and they all stayed in the camp until they were healed. Now think about this with me. Here I am. I, I'm going for it. You said go conquer it. I go for it. I see the power of God supernaturally opens the water. I'm feeling really good about myself. I'm seeing fruit. This is exciting. I'm in the promised land now. And now he asks me to surrender something that's very personal. I'm in the promised land. I stepped out. I'm in the promised land now. And, he's, and he asks me to surrender something that's very personal. Circumcision is very personal, I would imagine. You'd have to really surrender. 
You ain't going to circumcise me if I'm not going to let you circumcise me. Let's put it that way. You first have to catch me. I can't believe we're having this conversation. In order to circumcise me. Hello. Which means I have to willingly surrender to circumcision. The new covenant tells us that we don't circumcise anymore. Thank God. It's not a requirement of the law anymore. Right? Instead, it's the circumcision of the heart. It's a circumcision of motives. It's a circumcision of words lining up with thoughts, lining up with behavior. It's a new kind of circumcision, but this is such a beautiful picture because here they have to surrender something in order to establish a covenant with him. And what happens is this, there's a new covenant with better promises that will always stand. Instead of getting judgment, we get forgiveness. It's beautiful. But this is my opinion and my experience. In seasons of transformation, Seasons of change, which can happen months at a time, years at a time, weeks at a time, depending on how hungry you are and how you do not deceive yourself by just saying things and not actually doing it. What happens is, is that there's a re-establishment of an adoration in your heart to the Father in the face of pain and discomfort. Oh, listen to this, people. Ha! Ah, he re-establishes, or actually we re-establish with him. God, despite coming into this promised land, despite the disappointment, despite the discomfort, the pain. It's painful to be circumcised. Hello, you catch what I'm saying, right? There's a spiritual circumcision now that's happening where I come and I surrender to him. But in this, we view this pain and this discomfort as I'm not doing something right, as I need to do more, as there's something wrong with me, as this is only the devil, as all of the above, except for what if this is God? So what's my posture if this is God? This is your posture. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know when. But you are with me. Your love is my resting place. Not the external breakthrough. That's not my resting place. You cannot rest on sinking sand. It's not a restful place. Your love is resting place. And when you are that raw and vulnerable and sensitive, and he reveals himself to you, he reveals his love to you, it changes your life. We're not talking about just playing church. Or playing nice Christian. We're talking about you are developing new habits. God-like habits. I am like God. Imitate God as dear children of God. How do you do that? Perspective. I'm in the promised land. Come on. I might be in pain. This might be uncomfortable. This might be awkward. But I'm in the promised land. I'm in the promised land. Woo! Guess what happens now? I get healed in the love of God, which is my resting place. Then guess what happens? When I'm healed, I'm strong. Where's the giants at after that? Where's the giants? I'm telling you, to know God is to know Him intimately and deeply from a place of this is hard, this is painful, but I make an intelligent choice to seek you every day. I don't care what it looks like. Some days your mind is like a, a traffic jam on I-95. That's okay. I'm in the promised land. 
I'm healing from reestablishing covenant. Why? Because we've been holding on. And he knows it. We know it. We don't want to say it. We've been holding on to the light that he says, put it on the table. Don't put it under the bed. Let your light so shine for all men to see that you are a child of God. We play small, false humility, baby Christianity. You are called to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, have abundance in everything, in every way. This is your inheritance that flows from a place of love. Go to Ephesians 3 quickly. Where's Justin? Can you come up and play a little guitar, bro? Ephesians 3. This is like in Africa over here. My gosh. (laughs) Going back to my roots. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until... Until, emphasis on until, supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power, Ephesians 3, verse 15. Sorry. Thank you, Ashley. Until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Do you ever feel like I should not be this enthusiastic after everything that's gone come at me? Do you ever feel like that? You, you just think you're making things up in your head. You're like, this is, I'm, cra- I'm losing it right now. I should not be. Am I like being honest with myself? You know what I am losing? A carnal mind. And I'm receiving the mind of Christ. I'm becoming more and more like my daddy. I'm more about my father's business now. It's Jesus. He just came on the stage. Man. What a beautiful man you are. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. Love doesn't come from you. It comes from God. You're not the source of love. We're not the source of anything. We're oftentimes the source of our own pain and confliction. (laughs) True worshipers come to receive something from God. That's what a true worshiper is. I cannot give to God what I do not get from God. That's a true worshiper. And here's what I want to say here before we do that prayer. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. The resting place of his love. Go down a couple verses. It says, this, in, this extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. I don't think we have any business crying out to God for anything unless and until we are overflowing with the fullness of God. It looks like this, God, when is breakthrough coming? God, when is this going to happen? God, when is that going to happen? That's like vending machine relationship. Shift your expectation. I expect strength. I expect joy. I expect hope. But you know what? I kind of threw my expectations for him 
fulfilling promises at certain timelines and I just gone. And instead it has opened up a window for me to know him intimately now. Because those very things that he promised us can become problems if he doesn't become the promise. Until you overflow with the love of God for you. He's reestablishing a covenant for many of us. The love of God is the promised land because love is our resting place. The itch that we think the promise is going to scratch can only be scratched by the love of God. The itch that you think the girlfriend or the boyfriend is going to scratch can only be scratched by the love of God. The itch that you think that the money is going to scratch can only be scratched by the love of God. Therefore, the love of God becomes a greater priority. But this is not a heavy burden. This simply looks like, here I am. Love me. No, I'm not going to perform. I'm a son. I don't perform. I'm a daughter. I don't perform. Here I am. Either your love's perfect or it's not. Make sense? Okay, I want to, I want to pray this prayer. Um, Thank you, Nida. I'm sweating bullets over here. Jesus. Shoo, I should have brought my, you know, my little thing. I'll bring it next time. Sam has one of those in the office. God wants you to know how deeply he knows you. God wants us to know how deeply he knows me and how deeply he loves me. This is the source of all of my struggles, of all of my pain, all of my suffering, is that I don't know who I am at the core of my being, and I look for things, external things, to make me feel better about myself. In fact, Jesus came to make me feel better about myself. It just is. Because he came to show me who I am. He wants you to know how deeply and intimately he knows you. Ah, you feel that presence? The presence of God stimulates your emotions that animates your personality. We live from a place of oneness with Him. In the midst of storms, this is how I fight my battles. He says, do you see the enemies or do you see the feast on the table? Do you see the giants or do you see the milk and the honey? You have permission to see the milk and the honey without being in denial of the giants. Thank you for that one clap there at the back. I need you to travel with me. Listen, there are depths in the heart of God that we haven't scratched yet. Oh my God, that would be the same like you get to know me better and better. There's a lot more to this guy than you see up here, trust me. There's depths that he's longing to reveal to you and to me. But can he trust you with his heart? Can I, it's like, can I trust you with my heart? Are you going to go talk smack about me or about the people I love? I can't trust you with my heart. If you talk smack about yourself, because I love you, God now, can he trust you? Get under the knife. Stay until you heal. Stay in the community. There's people that are stronger than you in this community. Let them lead you to a place of rest. Don't buck up. I don't even know why you would come here unless you wanted help. Come on, come on. 
I don't even know why you would come here unless you have an other opinion. What, that's so nonsensical to me. There's people here that, are, that have discovered a greater sense of rest in the love of God. Let them lead you. Don't try to go and take on Goliath when you're still getting healed from reestablishing covenant with God. Take your time. Mm, stay right there. There's no rush, sweetheart. Oh, yes, I'm right here. Mm, yeah, oh, that book I'm going to write. Oh, the millions. Oh, this, the money, the jobs, the world changing. The Yeah, awesome. We'll do it. We'll get to that. This right here. Oh. <laughs> Woo! This is the most fulfilling thing in the world because he fills all and is in all. He is our God. He is love. Now you can see with this posture, I'm not surprised by giants. Now I'm like a ninja. What can I learn from that giant? It says that when the kings who lived in the different areas of Canaan heard how they crossed through that Jordan supernaturally, they trembled with fear. Can you imagine? Overcoming the impossible sends tremors into hell. The devil is like trembling. She overcame. He overcame. Oh my God. They freaking out. They're still around the table, but they freaking out. And they try to get in your head. Surrender. I, here's what I surrender. I surrender my agenda to twist your arm for anything and everything other than to know you intimately. The Lord wants to deal with pride in some of your hearts. It's, you're only hurting yourself. Humility is the most delightful thing in the world. It frees you up. It opens you up for more of God. Pride does the opposite. Some of you are so offended. And you need to change. Because God has more for you. The suffering you're going through on the inside is unnecessary. God has more for us. Do you know what it's like to shine uh, with the glory? I haven't, my face hasn't shined yet unless I put on too much coconut oil, but I, I feel that shining on the inside. You know, you ever felt that shine? That shine, that shield of God, that love where... I'm just untouchable as it relates to offense and judgment and criticism. Not untouchable as it relates to, oh, I'm the man. That's stupid. Close your eyes and say this with me with all your heart. Come Holy Spirit. Whoa, not like that. Say, Father, I receive your perfect love that nourishes every part of me. Forgive me for not abiding in your love, especially when things were really rough. Give me grace to abide in your perfect love. Your perfect love for me and not my imperfect love for you. I believe that I cannot mess up what is perfect 
that I can never hide from your love. Don't look at me. Close your eyes and say this. I give myself permission to enjoy what I think I don't deserve. Let's say that one again. I give myself permission to enjoy what I think I don't deserve. Refresh me. Revive me. I see myself fully loved. Just go ahead and picture yourself fully loved. What does that look like? What does that feel like? I see myself fully loved. I see myself fully alive. I see myself enjoying intimate fellowship with you. What do you see? What does it feel like? This is prayer. I see myself enjoying intimate fellowship with you. I see myself walking in my purpose. Courage and confidence. I see myself free from all guilt and shame. <laughs> I see myself free of all debt and doubt. Come on, see it, believe it, believe it, believe it, believe it. I see myself free from all debt and doubt. see myself the way you see me, fully loved, fully accepted, blameless and precious in your sight. Shame, go right now. Fear, go right now. Panic, go right now. Anxiety, go right now. Depression, go right now. Man-pleasing, go right now. Man-pleasing, go right now. Doubt, go right now. Come on. Come on. Doubt, go right now. Suspicion, go right now. Criticism, go right now. Spirit of poverty, go right now. Go. Self-loathing, go right now. Self-pity, go right now. Come on, church. Come alive. Come alive. This is your season. To know him deeply and to be known deeply. Depression, go right now. Say that again. Depression, go right now. Depression. Now I want you to do this one moment. I know we're running late. Do me a favor. Close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed and just smile. Smile and try not to think or do or impress anything or anyone. Just smile. And rest. Feel the weight of his love. 
healing you. I see a man in here, you haven't cried for probably 20 years. You think it's not cool for men to cry. I think it's not cool for men to whine, but crying is awesome. Real men cry. Lord, make them cry. Make the men cry. Make their hearts tender again, Holy Spirit. Let them lead like real men. Tender hearts. Lovers of God. Leaders of the home. Take a deep breath. Just relax. The Holy Spirit is attracted to rest and and relaxing. Listen, I'm going to dismiss you, but I'm going to stay behind to pray for whoever needs prayer. Um, Do me a favor for the sake of time. I'm not being rude. I'm just kind of getting to the point. Like, just come and tell me quickly, like, what it is you need prayer for. I don't need too much information because I'm not doing anything really. I'm just kind of the middleman, you know. But I want to, I feel like there's a lot of you, there's deep, deep depression. And it's only the love of God that's going to bring healing to your heart. And that's because you didn't get healed properly after being circumcised and you went to go and fight the battle you shouldn't have been fighting. So that's you. I'm going to be up here. Our team's going to be up here. And we'd like to minister to you guys. Go get your children. Bless them. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for coming today. I love you. God bless you guys.